On today's episode, we're talking about a commonly talked about and frequently incorrectly done key to healing, detoxing. Detoxing is one of those hot words that is thrown around in the health community like a cool kid fad. I need to detox. This product detoxes your body. I'm detoxing today. I bought this infrared sauna to detox. But as you might have figured out in your own life, just because you did something that is supposed to detox you, like a green smoothie, it might not have cured all your problems. Why? It turns out there are seven pathways to detox and three steps to truly detox any toxin from your body. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking with you about these seven pathways, three steps, green smoothies, and more. I'm so excited to be jumping into this topic with you today. It's time to be empowered with knowledge. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Have you ever done a juice cleanse and felt better afterwards? How about worse? Or maybe both or no different at all? Juice cleanses and green smoothies fall under a category of commonly recommended cleanses or detoxing methods, particularly for those with gut health problems. And while I don't want to inherently cut down green smoothies or drinking vegetable juice or juices that are full of nutrients, they are not the full picture of detoxing. And because of that, you often aren't going to get the full results you want from a juice cleanse, or you might only get temporary results. So how can you detox in a way that gets you A, in general, results at all, and B, long-term results? results. The answer is that you need to do detoxing in the way the way that your body is expecting to be doing detoxing. So detoxing according to your body is a process of filtering, neutralizing, and eliminating inflammatory substances which are toxins, out of your body. This includes both a process of reducing sources of inflammation, such as food sensitivities like wheat, dairy, oxalate histamine, pathogens, medications such as the pill, and heavy metals and copper toxicity. And you also want to 
increase pathways of detoxification. So many times if you are trying to detox with something like a green smoothie and you're not getting results or you're feeling worse or you uh, aren't getting long-term results, you're not, you're either missing one of the three steps of filtering, neutralizing, and eliminating toxins, or you are only increasing a pathway of detoxification while not reducing the source of inflammation. So Three ways that you can detox incorrectly are going to be one, mobilizing toxins into circulation in your body without binding and eliminating. This is something I see a lot. People say, I'm going to go and do a cleanse. Maybe it's a green smoothie cleanse, or you're going to go sit in a sauna for a little while, or you're going to take some supplements that are binders or, or something that's good for your body. Technically it's, it's sold on the package. It says, you know, this is detoxifying, but what you do is in, you only mobilize the toxins in the body. That is, um, biologically your toxins in your body actually your body, if your body can't get rid of the toxins, it had an initial exposure to a toxin, and that could be everything from excess estrogen to some copper to, uh, uh, pathogens or food sensitivities. It's, it's exposed to some, some inflammatory cause, which we just will call toxins and the body, if it can't handle it in the moment, if it can't get it out of the body, right when it's exposed, what the body does is it actually shuffles it into a safer place that's less exposed to the rest of the body. And typically this is actually cells in your body. It might be cells in a specific organ. It could be cells in a, in a muscle or in a joint, but the body is putting these inflammatory um, causes, these toxins into a place in your body so that it's not just floating around in your circulation, that is in your blood, in your lymph system. It's trying to keep it in one place. Kind of like for you, if you're trying to clean your clean your room really quick, if someone's coming into your house and they're going to see your room, if your mom wants to check if your room's clean and you didn't really clean it, you might grab everything that you can see and stuff it under your bed or stuff it in your closet because that at least deals, gets it off the floor and keeps it immediately sort of functional. But in the long run, you end up having things that are missing. You end up uh, really having to still dig through that bed or, or dig through your closet because it's not really organized. It's not really clean. It still maybe has dirty clothes in there. It's getting smelly. And so you can do, your body will do the same thing. It'll, it'll say, well, I can't deal with this right now because I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. And that has to do with things often like nutrients that your body needs or or have being in a state of peace or calm, not being anxious or stressed in the moment that you're having a toxin exposure, right? But if your body doesn't have uh, the time or resources that it needs, it will stuff it in the proverbial closet, which for you is the cells of your body and the other tissues in your body. It's one of the reasons that you can go and get something like a massage or chiropractic work or even acupuncture. And because they're dealing with, with the physical tissues of your body, something you can touch manually, you can actually cause a release of toxins in the body. And 
often go through something like a detoxification uh, symptomology. So you actually feel worse after getting acupuncture or chiropractic care or massage. You might feel fatigued or get a headache or feel achy. And that could be because you've mobilized toxins out of cells, out of physical tissues, but aren't binding them and eliminating them. So this even works with emotions. It's if you're stressed, uh, we we deal with toxin exposure less well. So chronic stress, you could be exposed to the same levels of toxins. That could be everything from, you know, toxins that are in the air from gasoline burning or perfumes and cologne and scents that are in candles. Those are all toxins to the body. If they are not uh, things like essential oils or natural, if they're chemicals, they're toxins, you can be exposed to the same things as somebody else. Maybe it's mold in the air, et cetera. But if you are more stressed than that other person, you won't handle it as well. And so one thing that a doctor, uh, her name is Dr. Candace Pert found, she wrote about this in her book, Molecules of Emotion, is that not only can emotions make it difficult for us to detox or or even handle toxin exposure in the moment, we can actually become emotionally toxic. And that actually is on a biological level with something called peptides. They're protein pieces that of neurotransmitters that she found were connected with emotions. And she found these protein pieces, you would expect to only find them in the brain because that's where we both create and experience emotion. But she was doing autopsies and biopsies of of people, different tissues of people's bodies, organs like the liver or muscle tissue or even skin tissue. And she was finding these be these protein pieces of emotions on the cells. They were bound and, and lodged into cells throughout the body and typically in blood rich areas. So the liver is one of those is a blood rich area. Muscles are a blood rich area. Kidneys are a blood rich area. And that these, these were actually making the cells of these tissues dysfunctional because cells, just like any, you know, think about using a home analogy again. If, if you can't open up your windows or your doors, if you can't leave your house, if you can't throw out your garbage and bring new food in and get new fresh air in, it will become a very gross, stagnant, um, dysfunctional place in the home, you know, a place where you're starving and it smells and it's just not great. And the same with your cells. If you actually have things like a peptide, a protein piece, uh, lodged onto the boarding system of your of your cell, the cell membrane, the cell can't work as well, and it will actually become sick. And if you have enough cells that that's happening to, say, in a liver, your liver won't function as well on a on a cellular level. And that's something I'll say again. The book is called Molecules of Emotion, and it's by Dr. Candace Pert. And that's a really it's actually a very hard read. It was not written to be easily understood, but it's got phenomenal quotes in it. And if you do want to check it out and check out the science, it's a great book. So if you, you can be detoxing incorrectly, if you're mobilizing toxins into your body, which you can do in a variety of ways through a variety of detox methods, but if you're not binding them and eliminating them, what will happen is the body releases the toxins from the cells 
you you put something into your body that stimulates the the toxin to come out of the cell. Maybe it's a mycotoxin from mold or a heavy metal that your body's you know siphoned away and, and put away into into a cell. It comes out of the cell, and if you don't immediately neutralize it with a binder and then and then get it onto a pathway so you can poop it out or pee it out or sweat it out, then suddenly it's actually recirculating in your body and you can feel worse and it'll just relodge. You'll reabsorb it. It'll relodge somewhere else in the body or possibly back in the same spot. So you, if you don't know what you're detoxing, if you don't know what you're mobilizing, if you don't know how to bind it and eliminate it, because different toxins need different types of binders and different toxins are eliminated through different pathways. Some toxins we pee out, some toxins we poop out, some toxins we sweat out. If you're not getting the full package for the type of toxin you're dealing with and, and the way that you can bind and eliminate it, then you can actually just free up the toxin, reabsorb it, feel worse, not feel any better um, or feel better for a little while and then feel worse again. And these are things that we're wanting to avoid. You want to be able to detox and kind of stay detox. Uh, my one caveat to that is that we are in, in our bodies are designed to to confront toxins and we are in a world that just has plenty of toxins in it. Uh, we were even before, you know, the industrial revolution. Uh, so nothing on our current timeline or anything, but candles and gas, gasoline from cars and colognes and, and, uh, food sensitivities and pesticides and herbicides. These are just all toxins we're constantly exposed to. And, so we want to actually live a lifestyle of detoxing. It's not that you detox once and you never have to do it again. But what you do want to see is that as you're doing detox methods, that you're actually seeing an overarching increase, like a, a trend over time that you are feeling better, whether that's your energy levels or how clear you can think or um, pain levels. You want to see an improvement in your overall symptoms, bloating, you, you name it your symptoms should be overall decreasing over time. So you might be detoxing incorrectly if you are mobilizing toxins without binding and eliminating them. Similarly, you could be eliminating, um, you know, doing elimination methods like uh, enemas, just trying to get poop out of your colon, but maybe you aren't binding and mobilizing toxins, which means you're just pulling poop out of you, but you're not quite actually increasing how many toxins are getting into the stool so you can poop it out. So, and, and then you could be maybe trying to bind stuff, like you're taking activated charcoal, but maybe you're not eliminating well or mobilizing toxins well. So you're still, you're just dumping charcoal into your body, but you're not actually binding anything super well. So you want to get all three stages of that. A second way that you can be detoxing incorrectly when that green smoothie doesn't work for you is that your detox method is actually adding toxins into you. So Dr. William Shaw, who is the creator of the organic acid test as it's used today, um, and it's something that we actually use, I actually use in Better Belly Therapies and we use with many of our clients, he calls the green smoothie the one-way road to oxalate hell. And if you've never heard of oxalates before, or don't freak out. They're actually a natural substance that we come across in food and even through our body's natural metabolism, such as breaking down collagen that you eat from your diet. I mean, that's food, but, but as we break down collagen in our body, we get some oxalate released. 
Well, our body naturally detoxes oxalates. It's designed to do that. It takes different substances, um, things like citric acid, which we can get from citrate supplements like potassium citrate, magnesium citrate, or you can get from things like lemon juice. Um, it can take vitamin C, and we will detox oxalates. But our system can be overcome, be overburdened by oxalates, and this can be usually from overexposure to oxalates, so m- greater than normal amounts of oxalates oxalates coming into your body. And one of the ways that we can do that is through green smoothies. I mean, it's it's nuts. And so people will drink green smoothies thinking, oh, this is detoxing. It's healthy. It's juice. It's vegetables. It's green. It's got to be good for me. And it kind of is. But if you are excessively taking in oxalates through a green smoothie and your body's oxalate detoxing system isn't up to par, or you have other forms of oxalates um, burden coming in, say you have candida as well going on and you don't know it, or you have mold toxicity in your body and you don't know it, those pathogens also create oxalates. And so one person can drink a green smoothie and be fine, and another person drinks green smoothies and gets a headache and gets a runny nose and feels really crummy and their mood is off and they need to take a nap and they're like, what's going on? You know, I thought this was supposed to be good for me. Maybe I'm detoxing. It's coming out of me. Well, actually, you could have just dumped a bunch of oxalates into your body that your body can't handle. So even while the word detoxing is phenomenally broad and it's a great word and we want to detox, you also want to be incredibly specific with how you're detoxing and what what that detoxing method is doing and what you're trying to detox. And so in the case of the green smoothie, you might be adding toxins into your body even while you are trying to ri- to get rid of them. Um, and the second problem you can run across with oxalates in any detoxification problem is that maybe you have a reduced capacity to detox those oxalates. So you're having a normal amount of exposure to oxalates and a normal amount of food, et cetera, um, but you have excess calcium in your diet or in your bloodstream, and that can actually crystallize with oxalates. It will reduce your capacity to detox oxalates. This can have happen in the case of taking calcium supplements or having osteoarthritis or osteoporosis problems, not osteoarthritis, osteoporosis, um, any, any problem where there's, there's just too much calcium, you're not absorbing calcium in your body because you have low stomach acid, those can be problems specific to oxalates where you're not absorbing them as well. But generally, we're still on this idea of we don't want, you don't want to be doing a detox method that's adding toxins into you. Um, some fun facts, if you're just like, what's this oxalate thing and how do I know if I have it? I don't, I'm going to have a whole podcast episode on it, but just because we're brushing it by, I want to share some symptoms of oxalates. If you're like, yeah, I do feel really crappy after I drink green smoothies. What's up with that? Um, symptoms of high oxalates include pain anywhere, but especially in soft tissue like urinary tract, your genital, uh, genitalia, joints, muscles, eyes, your head, and your intestines. All those are very soft tissue. You can get painful or inflamed joints and muscles, which is can even be fibromyalgic in nature. You Even if you've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, you 100% want to look into your oxalate levels, which is something I do with my clients. You can have fatigue with high oxalate levels, insomnia, gas and bloating, frequent urination or urinary pain, interstitial cystitis, which is a diagnosis of chronic inflammation of the bladder, 
where your bladder is painful. It often feels like it's burning or you feel like you have to pee all the time or it hurts to pee, but there's no UTI. Uh, that typically will end up with a diagnosis of interstitial cystitis. Um, you can have cloudy urine or crystals in your urine, kidney stones, that's that crystallized oxalates, um, creating uh, calcifying with your calcium and then creating kidney stones. You can get headaches, depression, anxiety, brain fog, rashes and hives. So your skin's affected, your brain's affected, your gut's affected. Oxalates are no bueno and they're a very specific source of toxin and you want to deal with them in a very specific way. And you want to know if your, you know, gas and bloating, insomnia, pain, Uh, rashes is coming from oxalates or is it coming from something else like mycotoxins, which is from mold or heavy metals or another pathogen um, squirting out little toxins to make you stay sick and feel sick. So that's number two. You might be detoxing incorrectly if your detox method is adding toxins to you. And number three, you might be detoxing incorrectly if you aren't getting rid of the source of your toxins and inflammation. And how do you know if this is you? How do you know if you are getting rid of the source of your toxins and inflammation? Number one, you are going to be keeping you're going to keep trying product after product after product of detox products. You're going to try to find the cleanest, most high quality supplements or coffee enemas or binders. You might do a bajillion Epsom salt baths or juice cleanses or infrared saunas. You kind of pick whatever detox method you haven't tried yet or whatever someone's recommending and you don't feel better or you don't feel better for very long or very permanently or heck, you feel worse. And so you often will feel like you're wasting your time and money, you're not feeling better, and you'll even start to get really frustrated. And if you're like me, despondent, like you don't know what can make you feel better. You've done the, ex- you you exercise, you stretch, you do yoga, you do mindfulness. Why don't you feel better? These are supposed to help you and detox you. And it could be because you're not you're not finding a hidden source of toxins and inflammation. And I will say that's often not for lack of trying. So, uh, you know, I talk about uh, on multiple of our podcast episodes uh, how doctors can actually try to look for, you know, they'll run lab testing and they still don't find what's going on in your body, which is very much there. And it's something that we do find, I do find with our clients through our functional lab testing. So you can check out episode 66, which is six reasons your doctor is reading your blood labs wrong, plus how you can do it better. And that's going to dig into a little bit more on how you can be even having someone trying to find these things, these sources of inflammation and not finding it. And I talk more about that in that episode. But likely you have an active source of inflammation that you can't see if you are trying a million detox methods and you're just not feeling better. So the purpose of functional lab testing that I do with my clients is to find those hidden sources. We can see the symptoms of inflammation in in their life, but we don't know exactly where it's coming from. And we don't want to guess because guessing leads to often failure and a lot of time and money and effort and frustration uh, that that goes into all of that where you could do things quicker, faster, and cheaper by testing and figuring out what exactly is going on. So we do functional lab testing. I do functional lab testing with my clients and we figure out where it's coming from, uh, where their inflammation is coming from and their bloating or constipation, abdominal pain, food confusion, acid reflux, fatigue, poor concentration, all that good 
goes away. So I do talk about, uh, I have a whole podcast episode dedicated to one common hidden source of inflammation. It's episode 55, the one question you need to ask to know if you have a gut pathogen. Hidden pathogens um, are one of the most common causes of chronic symptoms in my clients. I personally dealt with a hidden pathogen for years before I tested myself as an FDN and I found a parasite that was driving my IBS symptoms and bloating and fatigue and irritability. So check out episode 55. The one question you need to ask to know if you have a gut pathogen, you can scroll down in your podcast browser to find that or click the link in the show notes. Now the overall signs to know if you are detoxing incorrectly is something I've already said uh, in this podcast episode, but just to point it out, the signs that you are detoxing incorrectly is number one, you might feel worse. This can happen if you correctly detox. It has to do with detox and die-off symptoms where you are mobilizing uh, toxins into your circulation temporarily and then you bind them and eliminate them. Uh, But if you feel worse and it's really bad, there's no improvement in any of your symptoms. A lot of times if you detox correctly, some of your symptoms will improve while some might get worse. So say you, uh, you, you do a detox of some sort and your headache improves, but then your skin gets more acne, that can be because your skin is eliminating the toxins while your brain and your intracranial cavity is having fewer toxins in it. And so your headache might improve, but then your skin gets worse because you're kind of shifting where the toxins are in the body uh, as you're trying to get rid of them. But if you feel worse overall, like all your symptoms or some of your symptoms are worse and then none of your symptoms are better, definitely is often a sign that you're not detoxing correctly in the right ratio of your three steps of, of filtering, binding, and eliminating. And then uh, ultimately, you're just never going to feel better. So you're going to keep trying detox method after detox method. So you're missing one of the elements of detoxing. Maybe you aren't finding the source of inflammation. Maybe you uh, are actually dumping toxins into your body via your detox method. Maybe you're merely stirring up the toxins, but not binding them or eliminating them. Um, but you, you're, just, you're just not getting past it. And so you're trying thing after thing after thing. Uh, you will often feel that detoxing doesn't work for you or a particular detox didn't work. Um, and then you might even just feel like you're not getting over the hump of detoxing. You'll feel that maybe you can never get better. Maybe this is your norm. And that's just not the case. You you haven't gotten specific enough or detailed enough or, or figured out the nature of your sources of inflammation, how to get out of your body, etc. So how you detox correctly, I've mentioned this before, but I actually call it the ABLE method, and that is agitate. So you want to stir up the, the, the toxins, the toxins that are in cells, that are around cells, that are in organs, that are hanging out in your body. You want to agitate them and stir them up. At B, you want to bind them in E-L, you want to eliminate them, the ABLE method. You can do all of this properly by having all of your detox pathways open. And so this gets into what I'm going to be going into over the next seven weeks, which is there are seven primary detox pathways. And all the detox methods that are recommended to you, whether it's dry brushing or saunas or uh, coffee enemas, whatever it is you've heard of, castor oil packs, they all are addressing 
one or sometimes multiple of these detox pathways to help open them up, to help them function better. So these seven detox pathways are number one, poop, number two, pee, and number three, skin or sweat. And these are all external pathways where it's it's primarily focus on filtering and eliminating your toxins. So you're trying to to take a toxin that's arrived at that destination. It's arrived in your colon. It's arrived in your urine, at your kidney. Um, it's arrived at your skin and your body's trying to push it out. So you're eliminating it. And then your next four, they're internal pathways, which is pathways inside of your body. Um, and they are glymph, lymph, your liver, and your spleen. And these are often about agitating uh, toxins to stir them up or binding them or helping circulate them towards your elimination pathways, which is poop, pee, and sweat or skin. So those are the seven detox pathways. And over the next seven weeks, I'm going to be talking about how you can know if that pathway is open, what symptoms you might be having if that pathway isn't open, what to do if your pathway isn't open or isn't very open, and then how you can open up your pathway more to optimize detoxification. Because like I said, every single pathway is unique. And I really like to think in categories. I hope you guys do too. So it's not just try this, you know, castor oil pack, try acupuncture, try blah, blah, blah. You want to be knowing, well, what what pathway am I opening up so you can have a better sense of maybe there's one pathway you aren't opening up a lot or dealing with, and that's why you're not getting results. Um, it's also possible that you have a source of inflammation, a toxin that is antagonizing one pathway more than the other. So maybe you're equally opening up all your pathways. You're like, Allison, I spend time opening my pathways for every single one as you listen to each podcast episode, but perhaps one of those pathways is has a lot more coming at it because of a source of inflammation and toxins. So I'm going to be talking about that as a series coming up, like I said, over the next seven weeks. So if you have a question at any point in this series or as we are about to jump into it, I would love to to answer your questions. So we have a, you have a way that you can actually ask a question and potentially get it answered by me on the Better Belly podcast. You just need to go to betterbellytherapies.com slash askellison. And there you can record your question right from your phone. You can submit it either anonymously or with your name, whichever you prefer. And if it's a question that I can answer, you may get featured on the Better Belly podcast. Again, you'll go to betterbellytherapies.com slash askellison. That's Better, B-E-T-T-E-R, belly, singular, B-E-L-L-Y, therapies, T-H-E-R-A-P-I-E-S, that's plural, dot com slash ask Allison. Or you can click the link in the show notes and submit your question now. I would love to answer your questions as you go along. If your question fits into a podcast episode, I'll slide it right in there. And if your question needs its own episode, I'll also do that. I would love to be engaging with you guys as we have this podcast uh, or as we have this series. You know, is there anything in particular you're wondering how you can detox? Any particular detox methods you want to know more about? Have you had an experience with a detox method? and you didn't know how to interpret it or understand it. I would love to hear what has happened to you, what questions you have on detoxing, anything you want to know about specific things you can detox, and we can talk all these things and more as we enter into this series. 
All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. I hope you are looking forward to our new detoxification series as I really break down into digestible, actionable pieces, what you can do to detox better in all areas of your life. If you listen to this podcast episode and you are wanting help in your health, I would love to help you. I work with clients across the US and Canada through our foundations program where I help you test your body and find out what's going on. No more guessing testing, not guessing, and figure out all the hidden sources of inflammation and toxicity so that you can feel your best. You can apply for our foundations program waitlist by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist or clicking the link in the show notes. And if you're a local client to Metro Detroit, I would also love to work with you. I have an in-person client or I have an in-person clinic and I would love to work with you. You can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash appointments and get on our wait list for our in-person clients as I am starting to return from maternity leave soon. So if you love this episode, just an encouragement that you can listen to so much more that we have coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you thought of someone as you're listening to this, you know someone who's trying to detox or did a green smoothie detox recently that didn't work, you can take a screenshot and share it with that friend. I cannot tell you how many times someone hears that I'm a gut health therapist that they say, I know someone who needs you. So send that friend you thought of a love note to their gut and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Other ways that you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with, with listeners there, and it means so much if you pop by and join our community. Lastly, if you have been listening to our podcast or this podcast episode blessed you today, I want to ask you to please leave a rating and review in our Apple iTunes podcast. I pour my heart and soul into this podcast and I would love to hear how it is hitting you. I don't really know until you tell me what you're enjoying from this podcast, what you want to hear more of, and if this is having a positive impact on you. So if you have been enjoying this podcast, I would encourage you to click the link in the show notes to go to the Apple iTunes website or or by going, just scrolling to the bottom of your Apple iTunes podcast browser, hit click, leave a review and tell me what has been hitting you and what you love about the Better Belly podcast. I would love to hear from you and have others find this podcast as well through you. Thanks so much, guys.